should be rolling now. Rolling, sweet. Yeah, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast. Um, we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 Intrust in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, today on the show, we have Cole 3K. How are you doing? What's up? I'm doing well. How about yourself? J- just fine, just fine. Nice. Um, so yeah, this, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, we, I think we have a lot to cover because you have been making music for a pretty solid amount of time now. Yeah, yeah, quite a while. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess where I usually start though is what kind of music were you listening to growing up? Like, was your family showing you stuff? Did you just find stuff on the internet? What was like getting into music like for you? Yeah. So, um, so growing up, I grew up in a pretty like musical household. My dad, um, has been in bands throughout his whole life. Um, and now he's actually, he works at a church and he does, uh, kind of the music direction there. So he's been a pretty big influence for me. So I grew up listening to, I don't know, a whole range of different stuff. A lot of like jazz, um, a lot of like my dad, when I was pretty young, he showed, he kind of introduced me to a lot of like electronic stuff. Um, I think that's probably what ended up inspiring the most. Um, I also grew up playing classical piano, um, which I didn't really listen to too much classical music, but I played quite a bit of it. Um, so yeah, kind of a, kind of a mix of a lot of different things, but I would say like the big thing that really started influencing me as a kid was yeah like the more electronic kind of ambient stuff that my dad would show me um so yeah that's kind of like what i grew up listening to um like prior to my teen years um but yeah oh yeah i think that's kind of interesting because i knew your dad um was the pastor at jacob's well yep and he was involved in doing music and stuff there but I I wouldn't have guessed that he he had a big interest in like electronic and like ambient stuff because I feel like the the go-to is kind of just rock and pop and stuff if you're involved with music at a church right yeah it's funny because um yeah I, I don't know I didn't really expect it either I feel like like one night we were just driving home from somewhere I think probably like basketball practice or something and he was like I don't know why, but I feel like you would like this. And I think he put on some like Brian Eno or something like that. And I was just like, yes, this is very cool. Um, and then like, I don't know, he ended up showing me this other guy named Burial, um, who's like a UK kind of like ambient guy. Um, I don't know. And yeah, I just like for some reason connected with it. And I don't know. Yeah, he's, he. it is kind of surprising since he does work at a church but he's kind of like he loves all different kinds of stuff so I was pretty lucky to be able to grow up with like an influence like that who kind of like showed me all that stuff at a young age um, and kind of got me into it so pretty cool. Is is that like a type of music that he's ever made himself or because I I don't don't think I've listened to any of his own music Um, what what, yeah yeah, what does that sound like? Yeah I mean he hasn't ever really like done the whole like electronic ambient thing but and a lot of like his stuff that he does he incorporates like pieces of that um he likes all that kind of like experimental stuff um and so yeah i think 
I don't know. And he grew up, he, um, like when he was in college, he was in more of kind of like grunge bands and stuff like that. So he's always been in kind of like that kind of like, I don't know, more experimental or whatever kind of world. Um, so he definitely tries to like incorporate a lot of that kind of stuff. Actually, it was funny, uh, a few weeks ago, he had written a song um, and he was like, hey, I want you to like do a remix or something for me. And I was like, okay. So I just kind of like, um, kind of like took what he had done and then like put my own spin on it or whatever. So, but we have like, we've had kind of like a collaborative relationship in that sense for a while. Cause we are both into that kind of like more experimental stuff and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, pretty cool. No, and his, his band is called Mike Crawford and the secret siblings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and it's you- kind of, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's him. He does like all the songwriting and everything like that. Um, and then it's a very like collaborative thing. So he'll bring a lot of different people together to do different stuff. And I've played like piano and done like some synth parts on some of those projects as well. So, mm. and yeah. is, is the music that he's making in that band kind of uh, related to religion and stuff like that? Yeah. Or is that kind of its own thing? Yes, it's definitely like, um, kind of I guess you would categorize it as worship music um I yeah it's definitely got that religious spin on it um but I think I mean he does a really cool thing with it that I don't think a lot of people in that kind of world are doing so I even though I'm not particularly like super religious I like really respect it and like to collaborate with him in that way um just because like the music is is great that he does so I don't know it's cool yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've been releasing your own music since okay, so I think the first thing on like your old bandcamp page is from two thousand eleven. So how how old would you have been at that point? Uh let me think. That was like nine years ago. I guess I must have been like, yeah, fifteen, hmm. I guess. Fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. around the time when I started really messing around with stuff yeah yeah no and the i don't know i I listened to like a few songs from that man camp page and it's it's funny because i feel like when you're a kid usually and making music you're basically just like copying whatever you're really excited about yeah but i feel like it just looking through some of those songs like that didn't really sound like whatever was like popular at the time so I I guess like pretty early on you did want to be making that electronic stuff yourself yeah yeah I think when I um so basically when I turned 13 my dad again he um kind of got me I had like a computer and stuff but he got me like a midi keyboard and a um and like some software to like record on um and so I kind of started at like 13 doing that kind of stuff. And I was listening to a lot of um, these two guys named Hudson Mohawk and Rusty. And they're both like these Scottish dudes. Yeah. Um, one of them is like, he works a lot with like Kanye. Um, but they do like a lot of electronic stuff, kind of like that fusion of like electronic and hip hop stuff. Um, and so I was like very inspired by all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yes, this is the kind of thing that I want to be doing. So yeah, that was kind of where I was at at that point. Oh yeah, that's cool. Cause I figure like, I, I know 
I think Hudson Mohawk kind of got like a big boost around like when Yeezus came out, like he worked on some of Yeezus. Yep. But exactly. what, what was he on like previous Kanye stuff too? Uh, he did. I think he did some work on, I think he may have done like a few things on, um, what was it? I guess, I guess maybe that was his first. Cause he did or maybe a few like Dark on, Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, he may have done a few things on Dark Twisted Fantasy, but I think Yeezus definitely, he had like some beats on there that, yeah, so. Oh, yeah, it's cool. I, I just think that's probably like yeah. some, it, it sounds like a little advanced for something that like someone who's like a teenager is like, like I, don't, I don't think I knew anything about like those types of producers when I was that young, so. Yeah, yeah. And I had a friend, I had a friend, um, actually like one of my best friends growing up, he we moved onto the same street when we were both like six years old. And so we just grew up together, but he was like my other outlet for like music stuff. Like, you know, my dad being like being a little bit more religious, didn't show me all the like, you know, rap and explicit, more explicit stuff. But I had my friend and he was always just like, you know, pirating a ton of music and stuff like that. Just like downloading whatever was coming up on whatever sites he was on. And so he was always like, sending me music as well and getting me more into like I guess more the like hip-hop rap stuff um so yeah so I was definitely being inspired by the whole like electronic thing but then also a lot of like the rap stuff too so um yeah so you you released stuff under your own name on Bandcamp for a few years and then I think what year was so you did that until like 2014 and then um a couple years later you started doing alliance yeah yeah um that was like my kind of like i guess like more ambient um kind of like calmer stuff um i was again listening to a lot of like burial and there's this other there's this other guy named kid simple he's like a pretty he's not like super big or anything but i was being very inspired by a lot of that and like kind of I hadn't really messed with a lot of like vocal samples and stuff like that before. Um, but on that, on that Alliance project, I was like doing a lot of different stuff of just different vocal samples that I had found online and uh, trying to make like more ambient stuff with that. And so that was really fun. Honestly, that's probably, I mean, to this day, that's probably still one of my like favorite things that I've ever, that I've ever really done. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, no, I remember enjoying that when it came out um because yeah. no it's funny I, I i feel like i forget this at some points but i think i'd met you at andrew johannesson's yeah house <laughs> like when he was having one of his halloween shows yeah it was and like it must have been like, it, yeah it was like high school age or some, yeah. somewhere in there yeah that was like i think that was when i was doing that was like the era when I was doing like the band camp stuff under my own name, I believe. Cause it was probably when I was like, must've been when I was 15 or something like that when that happened. But I definitely, I definitely do remember like meeting you. And I think like Andrew Kellison was there or something like that. And like, yeah, that sounds right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, were, Cause were you, were you performing anywhere at that age or um, were you still just hanging out and just doing it like at your house? <laughs> That was like that thing at Andrews was like the first time that I had ever like performed. Um, and then actually me and Andrew, we performed, I think a couple more times together um, doing just some like, 
I don't, I think we performed, there's a, an artist, a local artist named John Rowe. And we did a, um, we did a performance at one of his like art shows one time. Um, but yeah, I really, I really hadn't done anything um, up until that, except I had, I had been playing classical piano. So I'd done like performances like that um, before, but never, never anything um, with like all the electronic stuff and everything like that. So mm. Yeah. And what was it? I don't, I don't know if I would have seen you perform at that show. I remember meeting you there, but like, were, were you kind of just playing some of the stuff you'd made at home or was it kind of like a DJ set type thing or? It was like, it was kind of, I don't know. I can't remember that well, mm. but I remember it being like, I had basically this like giant, like Casio keyboard. It wasn't like a MIDI keyboard or anything, but I think I had like loaded some, some like samples into it and so i was like playing stuff live like on the keyboard basically and i think i had like some beats playing um in the background too but yeah so it was it was kind of like one of those things i don't know it was pr probably pretty no, funny and uh real real olathe east heads real california trailheads might know um embrace the paradox uh, i think that was andrew yeah. andrew's uh project at the moment a yeah. did a few performances of that. I think he did it at that party. And then I don't, I wasn't there for it, but I, I saw a video of him playing that at a talent show, either CT or LA the East. Yeah. And I was very uh, impressed by that. So. Yeah. 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 So awesome. <laughs> um, so no, and it's kind of funny, like even just, going back and listening to like the Alliance stuff and your older stuff, it like just compared to what you're doing right now, it, like it makes a lot of sense that like, did you feel like kind of prepared for this project? Like with all, all of the uh, experience you've had up until this point? Yeah, I guess. So like what my feeling was like basically going into 2020 I had never really, I had done a few like vocal things myself, like very sparse. I think I had done like maybe one or two songs where I had like sung on them, um, but I had never really like embraced it or like really tried doing something with it. But I had been, like at that point, um, I was also like heavily involved in um, and still am in a project called Cousin Nancy, which is with uh, Daniel Gum. Yeah. Um, and he had been doing all the vocals for that and everything. And I'd just been doing beats. And so at the beginning of 2020, um, I had been working with him a lot. And I feel like I was just like, I was doing a lot of beats and stuff. And I was just like, there's something like, I felt like very prepared with all the beats and everything. I was like, I need, there's something else that I can do. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, start singing and I was like I didn't even have a microphone so I was like messing around on my laptop mic it didn't sound good or anything at first um but yeah I was like I felt pretty prepared with like my experience from the past but I was just like missing something and so yeah I don't know no because I, I was gonna ask um about cousin Nancy it, it's mostly Daniel still doing a lot of the vocals on that but yeah, um, we actually have we have one song out now that I that I did vocals on as well, and that was like at the very beginning of 2020 when I was just starting to like figure out my vocal stuff. Um, but yeah, for the most part, 
um, it is like Daniel doing vocals. And that was like, honestly, that collaboration has been like probably one of the biggest things that helped me. Cause I think that the missing piece with like my previous like beats and stuff like that. Um, and now was like figuring out like what kind of space to carve out for a vocalist. Yeah. And so being involved with the cousin Nancy project, like really opened my eyes to like, okay, like here's what I can do. Here's what I should do. Here's what I shouldn't do all that kind of stuff. Like just having a vocalist in mind. Cause previously I didn't really have that. I was like, okay, I need to fill all this space really well with just instruments and drums and all that kind of stuff. So it was probably like, like my beats back then were way more dense probably um, cause they had to be, cause there was no like vocals in them. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I figure it's probably been a good like kind of stepping stone for like learning like how, how to like construct a, a, a solid pop song. Cause yeah, yeah, you were kind of just relying all on the, the instrumentals before. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I mean, and I, it's funny. I mean, yeah, a good pop song, you know, has a good, a good chorus and good verses and stuff like that. And I just didn't really have a, you know, I grew up listening to that kind of stuff, but I didn't have a concept of how to really put it together until the cousin Nancy stuff for sure. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, because you you also go back pretty far with Daniel. Yeah, yeah, we've been like super super good friends ever since like high school. He, um, we had been going to Jacob's Well that church um, together. I think, I think he start. I think we met in like early high school, um, and so we've been like really good friends ever since then. And I played like piano on a few of his projects and stuff like that. So we're always we've always been collaborating, but it um really started coming together when we started doing the cousin nancy stuff so yeah oh yeah you did some piano on his reorient album and then accordion on 13 on one song yep yep yeah and then i did i think i did yeah i did piano on um on 13 as well i did piano i think on a couple songs as well so yeah yeah so yeah yeah that came out great that was probably one of my one of my favorites this year yeah, yeah, so good. And it's funny, he, he actually recorded that with my dad at Jacob's Well. That was where a lot of that happened, too. So. Yeah, so I'm sure you you were just probably hanging out for it, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome to see the process, so, yeah. No, yeah, and the, the, record, the recordings are really just crisp and, like, I don't know, it, I think he, the, like, there was, there was a lot of, like, I feel like a lot of good, negative space in those recordings and yeah no yeah, yeah. So, so your da- your dad's a pretty pretty talented uh engineer as well <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure i agree i it was so cool to see like i mean i wasn't there for all for a lot of it but yeah just seeing them work together and me obviously growing up with my dad so i knew like okay that's yeah that relationship and that kind of like i don't know so very cool does does he record um his- most of his own stuff or like other people also? Yeah, he, um, he records all of his own stuff. And then he actually, um, he actually helped. I don't know if you know a guy named Noah Spencer, but he also did a project with him. Um, so he does, he does do um, that for a few other people. It's not like, it's not like he's always recording bands and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. he does do that. So, and he's very good at it. So. 
Oh, yeah. So you had this experience, like just kind of accompanying Daniel on some stuff, but what, what made you guys kind of want to make the jump and start making music like as a, as a group kind of? Yeah. Um, it was actually probably, let me think, I guess it must've been like three years ago because it was like my senior year at college and I came home for winter break and, uh, I don't know. We had just been talking and he was like, he had put out like a little EP that was like a little bit more like electronic and beats and stuff like that. And he was like, I really like it, but I feel like, I feel like you could do the beats better and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just sent him, um, I just sent him a beat one day. It was like super simple and stripped back. It was the beat for it don't mean a thing, which is out right now. Um, um, but I sent him that and he came back in like three hours with something recorded. And I was just like, Oh man, this is so good. Like we just have to keep doing this. I don't know. It's kind of like a spontaneous thing. And we were like, Oh yeah, let's like do a project over winter break or something like that. It obviously like didn't happen that quickly. Um, But yeah, we just started like collaborating and then I went back to college and I would like send him just beats over email. And it's kind of funny because like, um, because at first, I mean, basically until now, the process for it was like, I would make a beat and then I would just email it to him and then he would do his stuff and then email it back. And it's funny. Cause like, even when we were, even when I moved back home and we were like in the same city, we were still doing that. I don't know. I feel like, um, for me, a lot of times I do, I love collaborating with people, but I also like need my own space sometimes to like create effectively and so I don't know um that kind of like worked out for us really well just like doing that um and then like coming together to like hone in on everything um now we've actually recently been meeting back up again and like doing some more stuff in person which has been really fun too um but yeah so that's kind of how the process happened and then you know a few few years later we've put out a few songs and stuff like that but we are actively um working still and we're trying to put out some more stuff soon so yeah. awesome oh yeah and it's it's cool that um i think like you were saying that this doing cousin nancy kind of helped you figure out like pop song structure and stuff like that a little better and simultaneously so like it's it's about that's at that point it was like the poppiest thing that you had done but simultaneously, it was kind of like the most experimental thing that Daniel had done. Yeah. So exactly. like you're both kind of just pushing each other in the opposite direction and kind of yeah. meeting in the middle there. Yeah, well, it was, I mean, it was cool because of that of like, yeah, we both, I mean, and it's funny because like, honestly, our musical taste, like what we listen to probably couldn't be further apart. I mean, we have like overlapping artists that we listen to, but like speaking in general, like, we don't listen to the same stuff, but I think that was honestly like, I think that's honestly cool. Cause we both brought completely different things to the table and could like fit them together in a way that made sense. So I don't know. It was very healthy for both of us. I think. Mm. Um, it was, or, or, had there been any moments where like Daniel was like maybe wanting to do something more like straightforward, traditional, and like you had to kind of push him, or are you both kind of, pretty open about uh, I mean, <laughs> what you want to do with it. 
Yeah, I mean, for sure there were times, especially when like doing like final, um, kind of like trying to get everything finalized. I think in general, we would just like be like, okay, yeah, we're just vibing, we're just going and getting stuff done. But then when we would be putting together the final product, we'd be like, okay, do we want like a, a more simple like snare here or like a clap sound or whatever? And I would always be like, oh, I want it to be like, louder and more obnoxious sounding and all that kind of stuff and he'd kind of like rein it in so I think we like I think it was like a healthy balance of like you know I don't know just just reining each other in I guess a little bit so but we definitely had moments like that I think as any band does for sure so yeah yeah. and I think like around the time you started putting out the cool 3k stuff and or maybe just shortly before it you've also done a few songs with solomon yeah yeah um i that was another thing like that was right kind of before i started like doing my own vocals and that was like that was a huge experience for me going to i had this friend eli nedekoven that had this kind of just space it was like a space with a couple kind of studio areas um, it was down here on like um, 39th and Troost area. Um, and yeah, he would always just have people over, Solomon included. There were, I don't know. And it was just like good energy. And I, it was like the first time that I had somebody kind of like rapping on my beats and stuff like that, which was very, another very like eye-opening thing for me. Um, similarly to like the pop stuff with Daniel, just like saying like, oh yeah, this person can like, flow on my beats and like I don't know uh, it helped me figure out like uh, where to like leave pockets for that kind of stuff for when somebody's like flowing more and stuff like that um, so yeah another like very cool um, experience for me and something that like really inspired me to be like okay I want to do like my own vocals on this stuff and I don't know yeah it was pretty pretty sweet oh yeah I know because I know uh, the song forever that you worked on is out now with Solomon and are, are there any other ones that have been released or um I don't think there are any other ones out right now we have like more but um but yeah and I do I would love to like work with him more I feel like after the COVID thing happened it was kind of like okay everybody's like kind of like doing their own thing right now which was a huge thing for me for like the whole 3k stuff um but yeah so definitely cool though yeah and have you have you worked with any other rappers at this point or has it just been him so far um i have i have a song out with uh his buddy lonnie terrell who's like in his same crew um so i have a song out with him um i think that's i think that's it um for now but yeah i want to keep working with more people honestly so future holds um so yeah you started releasing the singles for cold 3k at the around the beginning of this year and um i don't know i was i was immediately pretty impressed with how they sounded like it was were were some of those early songs stuff that you've been working on for a long time or had you been wanting to do this project for a while or did you just make them and put them straight out yeah um it was kind of I have been like wanting to do, I don't know. I've, I've had like a few different like projects and stuff like that. One of the big things for me was like 
figuring out a name for myself because I didn't really want to just go by Cole Crawford. I don't know. I just wanted to have a artist name for whatever reason. And so when I like, I don't know, I'd been brainstorming artist names and all that kind of stuff. And then I just was like, I'm just going to go by this. So I made like my Instagram page and Twitter and SoundCloud and all that kind of stuff. And then, and that was probably in like January or something like that. And then I had started just, yeah, working with like Solomon and all them and just making more beats. Like that was the thing with working with um, Solomon was I was just making so many beats. I was just trying to like crank out stuff like that. And so I think like just having more content um, was very important for me because then I could just be like, okay, I'm going to like start messing with this stuff. And like I said, at the beginning, I didn't really have like a microphone and all that. Um, so I was just kind of like singing into my laptop mic and it, I mean, it didn't sound good, but I was like kind of like getting ideas down. And then I finally like bought a mic and everything. Um, and then, yeah, those first two um, songs that I put out on SoundCloud, um, they were like, I probably like recorded them in like early February. And I think I released them like very quickly. I um, just like put them out on SoundCloud at first. And I was just like, okay, I'm just putting these out. I went into like, I have been in like a couple of friends, like internet friends streams. They were streaming on Twitch, like beat making and stuff. And I was like posting them in there and stuff like that. Um, and so that's how I kind of like got maybe a little bit of an initial audience. Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of like, it was fun because it was like more spontaneous. I was just like making stuff and then I just upload it and put it out. So yeah, that was, that was definitely it at the beginning. Oh yeah. No. And you mentioned putting those on SoundCloud and something I wanted to kind of ask is I, I, I definitely spend way less time on SoundCloud than I did like three years ago, maybe. Yeah. So I was curious, like, is, is SoundCloud still like a pretty important platform for you and like people that are making like similar music? I think SoundCloud is back like so hard this year, like, yeah. like 2016 vibes of just like, I don't know, the, the kind of like hyper pop and glitch core scene or whatever is just like living on there because honestly, it's like, it's a lot of like 15 and 16 year old kids that can't afford to buy like distribution. So they're just like, okay, I'm just uploading this on SoundCloud. But I think like, yeah. And I was the same way. Like I was browsing SoundCloud a ton back in like, you know, 2016, 2017, all that. And then it kind of like felt pretty dead for a while, but I think it's like very much alive. Like I probably spend most of my time listening to music on soundcloud these yep. days um so i think it's i don't know i don't think the platform itself is like great is i don't think it's very good for artists and there's a lot of things wrong with it but it's free it's free to like upload your stuff on and all that kind of stuff so i think it's like i don't know it's kind of like the best that we have right now i guess um if you don't have the means to like put your stuff on uh, Spotify and Apple music and all that kind of stuff. But I, and I, I think it's a great way to like discover music too. I've discovered so much stuff this year that I really, really like and get inspired by, um, just on SoundCloud. So, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, you kind of talked about it. Like the, uh, the kind of like what you would originally have called like SoundCloud rap, like the kind of like post trap post cloud rap type stuff that was 
getting popular on there and like the emo rap stuff like yeah like over the past couple of years you've definitely like seen a lot of those guys kind of level up and just go straight to streaming platforms with their stuff but i guess it's kind of yeah left this kind of uh hole on the platform for like other other sounds yeah. to kind of become more popular and all that yeah yeah exactly yep i agree yeah and so yeah did you um like i don't know what what kind of goals and stuff did you have for yourself going into making lovesick and like i don't know have you been happy with how it turned out and reception and everything yeah um i guess i had been like i'd been putting out singles and stuff like that and i was just like i don't know i just wanted to put something like I don't know. In my past, I feel like I've put together like decent projects and stuff like that, but I've never felt like I've had something that's come together and be like very cohesive and like has a goal. Um, and so I wanted to do that with this. I wanted to put something together that felt like, okay, these songs like flow together, like sonically and like um, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. So um, that was kind of like my goal is just like make something that's cohesive and that sounds like it has flow and um, people can like get emotionally involved with and can feel things with um, and so I feel like I feel like very good about it it's like um, my favorite thing that I've ever put out um, and I I don't know it's funny because like as an artist a lot of times you put out a song and then you're like a month later you're like man I don't know if I really like this and all that kind of stuff, but um, I don't know. Looking back on it, um, it's been, I guess, about a month since it came out. I think um, I, I genuinely like all the songs that I made for it. And I, I don't know, I think it's great. And I've gotten like good reception. People seem to like it. Um, so I don't know. It's been, it's been really good and I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm also excited about like, the future I've been um, I don't know I've just been thinking about like um, kind of what I'm gonna do like going forward and just like trying to figure out oh do I want to do another project or do I want to put out more singles again and stuff like that um, and I've been working with my my friend Esteban who goes by AK Chrome um, he's another artist that has really helped me progress this year um, but we just, we've been bouncing a lot of ideas off of each other because we have a very similar taste. Um, and so I think I'm going to be working a lot with him as well. We already have like a few songs out that I've um, produced for him and I have a couple features on a couple of his songs too. So I'll be working with him a lot, which has been really fun. Um, hopefully putting out, I, I don't know, I think I want to do some like, I think I want to just put out some like singles in the future, like maybe do like for the month of December, maybe do like one single a week or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm super happy with how Lubsick came out though. And people seem to like it. So. Oh good. yeah. Oh yeah. And for, for like a first full project doing vocals, I think it, I mean, it, it sounded to me like you, you've been doing them for longer than a year or so. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's been fun. And I, I mean, I've definitely, I feel like, I mean, the whole like COVID thing this year has really helped me um, kind of like develop my sound just because I've been forced to like kind of stay inside and like 
do my own thing and just work. Like I've been able to just work on this stuff a lot. And so I feel like I have leveled up more than I would have normally. Like, I don't know, at the beginning of the year, I, I mean, even lyrically and stuff like that, I feel like I've been able to just do a, like make a lot of songs. I mean, go like I've probably, I don't know. I can't tell you how many just, kind of trash songs that I have on my computer of just like trying and failing and that's like that's really what it is is just like making things that maybe aren't good and then making like every fifth song like you get something that's like oh yeah this is this is great um so I don't know just having the ability to focus on that and like um just put just like crank stuff out I don't know has been yeah. really good so yeah. Oh, yeah. I think like beyond the obvious like downsides of COVID for like the music scene and everything, like, you know, all these venues are struggling and there can't be live music and stuff. But I think beyond that, there are going to be some like really interesting things that come out of it just because people had so much like downtime and are probably trying things that they wouldn't have otherwise tried and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I mean, my I hope, like, me and Esteban um, have been talking a lot about, like, post-COVID stuff, and, like, we really want to do shows together, and, like, I don't know, it's, it is interesting, because, I mean, here in Kansas City, like, we have a super sick, like, music community, and I don't know, I want to, like, I want to kind of bring in the, like, kind of, like, hyper-pop and glitchcore stuff here, because I feel like there's I feel like there would be an audience for it, but I feel like it hasn't really developed as much here yet. And so I feel like, I don't know, when live shows ha start happening again and all that kind of stuff, I think it could be really fun um, to kind of like bring that here. And I, I think people would really like it, um, would really respond well to it. And I think in general, like, you know, people will be very excited to be going to shows again and all that kind of stuff once this is all over. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping for the best for sure. No, oh, yeah, and it is, like, I think specifically for the type of music you guys are making, like, it's kind of funny, I think, like, oh, well, you know, uh, the kind of, I wouldn't say, like, the face of it is, like, 100 Gex, but, like, they, they are, like, pretty popular and important among the kind of, that, that sound right now, and they, they've probably become, like, twice as popular as they were last year during this year, and they haven't been able to, like, tour on it, so, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe next year, you know, they end up on their big tour finally and, you know, acts like you guys are opening those shows. And I think, yeah, I think there will be like a pretty immediate and like hungry audience for that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens with all that. And I'm, it's been cool because I feel like the, that kind of like genre of hyperpop has expanded like so fast and so rapidly this year yeah without live performances so i think the fire will only be fueled by um reopening of all that kind of stuff live shows and everything so i'm excited about it yeah no and you mentioned it, you mentioned uh esteban stuff uh big big fan of the ak chrome tracks so far and if anyone has not heard the false brother lp yet that is also great esteban's playing guitar on that Yep. And uh, yeah. Um, so do you, I, I was kind of wondering, um, you, you mentioned all the stuff that you want to do with Cole 3k 
coming up, but it, do you do you have like solid plans for uh, future like cousin Nancy stuff, or is that all like pretty like loose like in in its collaborations and stuff? Yeah, we have like we have a lot of like songs that we've done together. We're still I don't know. We've obviously both been focusing more on our kind of like solo stuff, which is great. I think that's what we both want is to like focus on our solo stuff and have the cousin Nancy stuff be like, you know, our collaborative um, kind of like secondary project. But lately we have been meeting up again. Um, we kind of, I don't know, we took a break for a while just cause he was finishing up his LP and I was trying to get a project together and all that kind of stuff. But we do, we are working together again and we are trying to like just get together some like, kind of newer songs that we think people will like and um, that we like. So we're actively working. We don't have any like specific plans to put anything out um, like right now, but mm. we're working on it. I'm, I'm hoping we have something soon. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember you, well, you also recently put out a single called Luck and that features Young Skirt. Yeah, Young Skirt. Um, and you, you seemed pretty excited to be working with him on that. Yeah, what's what what excites you about his music and what, what do you like about that song? Yeah, um, he is, he's kind of like one of my, uh, I guess, kind of inspirations that I've been following for a while on just like social media and stuff. He's in LA um, and uh, he was, he's the guy that um, he does a lot of like beat streams and stuff like that on Twitch. Um, and so he, he kind of like put me on um, when I was first starting and um, like really liked what I was doing, which I thought was super cool because I had been like really liking all of his music that he had been putting out. And he's just vocally one of the inspirations that I've had. And he's he's a super dope producer. So he kind of like and he also he like uses the same software that I use. So I was always kind of like, oh, kind of like big brother vibes or whatever of like, I'm seeing what you're doing and what you're doing is really cool. And I'm kind of like wanting to get into that space a little bit. So um, I had like, I had recorded that luck song. I had recorded like a verse and a chorus and stuff like that. And I just sent it to him over email. I was like, yo, would you want to like hop on this or something like that? And then like the next morning I looked in my email and he had like already done it. And I was like, this is sick. So, um, so I was pretty hyped about, about that. Um, and he has, he's, um, kind of like in a little bit more of that, like he, he knows like hundred Gex, um, well, and like all those kind of people in LA. And so I don't know, he's, he's a dope guy, super nice. And just like, very good at music so I was super hyped to work with him and I hope to work with him again maybe I'll try to send him some beats or something like that we'll see but yeah he's a dope guy and uh, yeah so he, he's gotten some some I, I I don't remember exactly but yeah he has he has got some cool placements so yeah. far I'm pretty sure yeah 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 he's tapped in with that scene which I love and so it's cool yeah yeah um was there anything else um, you wanted to plug or talk about real quick before we get going? Trying to think. I mean, listen to Daniel Gums' new album yes. and listen to uh, AK Chrome stuff. I'll be working with him. So we're trying to put out, I think I have a song with him that we're going to try to release soon. 
Um, so excited about that. Um, other than that, I don't think I have too much, but I'm very appreciative of everybody who's listened to my stuff and supported me and all that. So it's been, it's been a good year and I'm hoping that next year will be even better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, people can find you on streaming platforms and SoundCloud and yeah, yeah. Where, what's, what's all your, your social media and everything. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is just at Cole three K. My Twitter is at Cole underscore three K and then all my SoundCloud and, um, Spotify, Apple music is just Cole three K all under case. And yeah, you can find me on pretty much, I think most streaming platforms. So yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. And people can follow at Shellcock Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Shellcockmusic.com is the website. Shellcockmag.bigcartel.com is the web store. There's t-shirts, photos, zines, and buttons. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening or watching. And yeah, thanks for being on this week, Cole. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. It was my pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on. It was great talking to you. Oh yeah.